Go turn the beat up in the headphones. Yeah, turn me up. <laughs> Dude, yeah, with that Boston thing, like um, – what was I going to say? Oh, just that you see it happen. I mean, you see in bar like that's what keeps everyone honest in that town is you see people in bars just go up to somebody else and they're just like, well, let's take it outside. And it's like a mu- it's like what mutual combat is supposed to be in Seattle. You know, it's just yeah. agreed upon. Like, look, either you're taking it outside with this guy or you're leaving the bar and he's now running. Yeah. You know, so stop so, talking. Yeah, exactly. So that seeing that fight at their parade that you were just showing me on uh, was that Instagram or YouTube, whatever. Bro Bible. Bro Bible. <laughs> Yeah, that makes it even more Boston, dude. And a couple chive shirts, a couple backwards hats. A yeah, you got some barstool stuff bunch in there. Of big pale white guys fighting it out in the street, holding court in the streets. Yeah, dude, that sounds about right. That town. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the tits. Starring the tits. Start. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. <laughs> the podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast episode two forty eight. What's up, it's your boy, the Ted Smith. I'll be hosting this here podcast, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me, he's always here unless he's somewhere. Actually, he's to the right of me. But he's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? U.S. investors eyeing Chinese municipal bond markets as they continue their tailspin. Forced increased government, <laughs> forcing increased government oversight on the now rampant shadow banking. Here's the podcast showing higher than average daily volume as investors scramble to unload, approaching sadcast season. Will MCTP <laughs> survive his trip to the Big Apple next week? Or will the Empire State take a bite out of him. We'll find out <laughs> at seven. I knew I could slip it in there. Uh, all right, back there on the wheel of steel, get the studio all set up. Uh, M or Matt Palmer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Yeah, this might be our first sad cast of the year. I don't know if I'm getting sick or whatever. I'm just in a crappy mood and kind of pissed off all day. So let's put that out there. And I'd also like to remind people sometimes you're just going to be in a bad mood, and that's okay. Wait, you're not always happy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was talking to somebody that, you know, recently, and they were just like, re- and they were like, I am freaking pissed about this. And I was like, you are. And like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have to work through it. You don't want to, you know, you can't hold on to that anger forever. But I was like, for you right now, like, that's a legit feeling and, and, and emotion you're going through. Like, it's all right. Dude, and realistically, we talk about it all the time, but this is, you know, statistically the saddest two weeks of the year. I mean, Super Bowl is over. Yes. Like, which is essentially the last holiday, like the last gasp of the holidays, really. You're yeah. far enough away that there's nothing really to look forward to. Temperatures have dropped. Your daylight is pretty short. You know, everyone's credit card bills are coming due from Christmas. Like, you know, it's just, it's that two, three weeks that, you know, we just, we fight through. Maybe two, three months. We'll see. Yeah, exactly right. And I'll just say for Seattle, too, like, it's already like a holiday, and then a few of us were hanging out, and then it was snowing. Like, I mean, that felt like a real holiday. That was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> you had the bet. <laughs> I know. Ted called the snow, like, within a half hour's time. It was crazy. Well, I love weather, but I was not predicting that much of a major event for us uh, here in the city. Like, he kind of caught me off guard, too. Like, well, it's snowing, but it's just going to be wet. And then it was like, no, it's snowing, snowing. Snowing, snowing. And then when I got up, like, we always, the men's room always takes the Monday after Super Bowl off which is a great idea. I recommend anybody do it. Uh, maybe save a vacation day from some other holiday. Uh, but yeah, I got up at 6 a.m. And it was st- like, my I've never heard the wind howl through my place like that. It was like whistling through there. And I went outside for a second. I was like, holy crap. Dude, it was cold. That wind, like they talk about wind chill factor. And like, I know it's a thing, but it was real noticeable when I was walking home from the gym that morning. As soon as I'd get into the street, because it was coming down down the sideways from the streets that I was crossing. And then I'd get into the buildings, and it was like 10 degrees warmer, it felt like. Yeah, and like the street I live on is a pretty big street, but it's on top of Capitol Hill. Like the last two days, I have just woken up to the sound of tire spinning. You know, your street <laughs> was closed this morning or yesterday morning. Did they finally close it? Yeah. All right, I, thank I walked goodness. to work like right past your place, and yeah, it was closed. All right, yeah, because like yesterday morning when I got off, there was so many cars. Like I, I saw physically... Three like accidents, nothing terrible, but like cars sliding oh, back man. and oh, you, bumping into you another. You had a car. one inch sheet of ice on your road. Yeah, it was insane. Dude, I believe it. I was so sketched out while we were doing because it, it was like it wasn't sticking on the road, but it was coming down real hard during the entire game. Yeah, and I was like, I got to get off this damn hill. Uh, <laughs> luckily, when we left, it hadn't started sticking yet. But 
yeah, it was not, that's a gnarly hill to be dealing with a sheet of ice on. Yeah, it's kind of funny they finally closed it because I was like, man, like it seems like people should stop going up this hill right now. Well, yeah, and the thing is with the northwest temperatures, you know, oftentimes they'll hover right around 32, 33. So a bunch of precipitation came down, thawed out a little bit and just left like that, you know, like built up some water and then was freezing, you know, right at like 31, 32 as, it, as night fell. And so you just get like a thick sheet of ice. There's not even much snow on the road, just – I mean, there's snow on the, you know, like a little layer on top, but generally like, yeah, just that thick ice and it's ruthless. Did yeah. you walk to work today? I did not. Oh yeah. It's real out there. It, Dude, it is because I went to the corner store yesterday a couple of times and was like, damn, like I almost bought it a couple of times just walking down to the store. I believe it. How'd you get to work then? Uh, I had an appointment down in Belltown, so I just took an Uber to Belltown and then walked through downtown over to here to work today. Okay. Yeah, because it was a little bit uh, downtown's a little bit drier. Like the the, the businesses yeah. take a bit, little bit of care. Today looked like uh, the sidewalks were in rougher shape than the streets themselves. Yeah, for sure. Like the sidewalks in my neighborhood still suck. Oh yeah, Oof. yeah, they're bad. Especially if you're on a residential street when you get where the businesses are and stuff, they've mostly salted them and whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because right, you walked to work yesterday. Both days, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just I got to cut all the way over. Like, I tried to do your neighborhood, and it was like, oh, no way. So I had to go all the way out to Pike. <laughs> yeah, I've altered routes, too. Stay on those big streets. <laughs> avoid hills. <laughs> yeah, literally, the Uber driver picked me up today, and it was like an SUV. So it had, like, all wheel tires and stuff. And then he, like, cut through the back of my neighborhood and was like, man, I feel pretty confident in this car, but I don't know about this street. I was like, why would you tell me that? Oh, man, yeah, the back of your neighborhood, like, no way. <laughs> Yeah, and it was all day. Like there was, that there was, one, there was one dude. I walked by him, and he was standing on the street corner smoking a blunt, just like narrating out loud, like, uh, <laughs> "Get off the brake, dude! Get off the brake!" <laughs> like I don't know how long he was out there, but it was at least solid ten minutes, and he's just like watching people try to drive up <laughs> and down this one street. Dude, I, I gotta ask you something. I, like, I don't mean to blow up your spot. I don't need any details. But did you get laid in the last week? Oh my God. All right. So yes, I did. And I did not I did not realize that till yesterday. Matt, did you ever Yeah. I didn't I didn't even notice it. I didn't, I didn't notice, notice it until yesterday. I was with no yeah, mentioned it. Yeah. What? There was a use I I had a good weekend. There was a used goddamn condom in my trash all day on Sunday in my bathroom. And no, I did not notice it till yesterday. And I was like, oh, man. Both of the women at the party brought it up to me. And I was like, I don't know. I didn't even notice. What? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. We got to call that guy, by the way. I wasn't even going to bring it up. But no, you had to know. I had to know. You could see my face. Like, now that you brought it up, I'm like, yes, that was. uh, That is so funny. Maybe after I left you, like, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Uh, I know. I didn't notice. Powerful Ted Smith. And I I told another mutual friend of ours, I go, you know what I just noticed today? There's a goddamn (laughs) discharge condom. And he goes, it was just laying on top the whole time. I go, yeah. He goes, I like that. And you had a Super Bowl party? Yeah, he's like, you you are the single guy. Like, it's a power move. I was like, (laughs) you are, dude. Yeah, as soon as I looked at it, I was like, I know at least two people noticed that. Dude, here's the thing, man. I don't know that it's a a bad look. I mean, like, you know, certainly it's not like, uh, what's the right? Classy, yeah, dude. It's not. It's not. It's not pure class. But the thing is, it does. It does put. It sends a message. Okay, the message is that you're pumping irons in the gym and you're getting it done at home. You know. So I don't know that that's a bad. Like especially since there was no single females there that you were trying to. You know, like um, get involved with. Yeah, Yeah. lets them know. Like, hey, look, man, the coyote. He's out there hunting. Yeah, god damn it, that's so proud. I did not notice that till yesterday. (laughs) That's so good. Okay. I'm happy you came clean. <laughs> I wasn't going to hit you with specifics, but. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> You'd be like, yes, I get it. Uh, there's probably a reason I wasn't bragging about it either. <laughs> but you could tell your boy was in a good mood when you saw him on Sunday. Like, he was already fired up. Uh, that's funny because I completely forgot about that. And I didn't say a word to anybody. And then that night, I was like, I wonder if anybody noticed how fired up I was. <laughs> Dude, look, man. Here's the thing: the people who were at the party, there, there was no, there was no Polaroid photo of this girl next to the condom. Okay, all they saw was that you got it done. Dude, yeah, I just thought you were fired up because it was the Super Bowl. Yeah. What well, was having a great party? It was statue both. doesn't have photos. Okay. Chicken wings, pigs in a blanket. You're right. Statue does not have photos. Uh, all right, Matt. Just fa it right, fa it right there, and then we'll call him. <laughs> 
All right, we're back. Uh, episode 248. So this weekend, Cage Sport MMA down at the Emerald Queen Casino. That'll be uh, February 9th. Ticket, uh, Ticketmaster, if you want to get uh, tickets for that. So now we're talking to Jared Targetson. Uh, Jared, you're a heavyweight. You'll be fighting uh, uh, Anthony Hamilton back in the cage. First of all, are you, uh, does it feel good to be back at Cage Sport with the heavyweights? Uh, it does. I I haven't fought a Cage Sport in, in a little while since I, well, let's see, since I beat Brent Knopp. Back when uh, Super Fight League 46, I think. I just watched the video yesterday, actually. Um, yeah, yes. no, I, I love I love fighting the case for it. They they always, this is one of the best shows I've ever been on. Oh, that's great to hear, man. And I know I know, uh, I know, know we thoroughly enjoy having you down there. By the way, for the record, the, the man he lost last fault in the cage, his nickname is Man Kill. So, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you've got to respect that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess. I didn't show me much. <laughs> uh jared how would you describe your uh fighting style i know you like to stand in there and bang with the big with the big men yeah i mean the way i fight i mean i try i try not to have fun and make it exciting as i can um i love yeah like i said i love to stand i love standing there and bang it out but i mean i'm not I'm not a dummy either. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you, uh, I mean, do you have a preferred way a fight goes, or for you is it just um, like let's get in there? I just, I just want to get in there. I, mean, I just want to get in there, and I, I love mixing it up. I love, you know, getting pressure on them and uh, trying to get them frustrated, and make a mistake. Yeah, definitely. Also, uh, the weight difference will be a little bit different for you this time fighting uh, Anthony. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, the first time the first time we fought was shoot eight years ago. Um, yeah, in fact, eight years ago, almost to the day, um, I was on like two twenty two hundred twenty five pounds. This time, we'll be coming in about two fifty five. So, well, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how that see if that helps. Is there any? Uh... I mean, you you fought in a couple different promotions. Is there any uh, like uh, extra? I don't know, like. It makes it more fun to fight somebody that's been up to the UFC like Anthony has, and now you can test your skills against somebody that's been there. Um, I, yeah, I mean, any fight for me is exciting, but fighting a guy that's been to the top promotion is awesome. I mean, and Anthony, Anthony is he's a cool guy. I mean, we're really good friends. Um, we've actually talked coming up to the fight. We've checked on each other, seeing how we're doing, seeing how camp was going for staying healthy. Um, but, fight, yeah, I mean, fighting guys like Anthony, I mean, Trevor Smith, you know, I fought Thiago Silva. I mean, fighting those guys are, that's what, that's what really, it, it gets me excited. Yeah, I mean, Thiago Silva, when you drop a name like that, I mean, it's hard to be a fan of MMA or UFC and not, not recognize that name right off the bat. Is it? I mean, I gotta ask. Is it weird fighting somebody like Anthony, who everybody likes, who you like as well? I mean, is it weird to find the motivation to fight a dude you don't really dislike? Uh, no, because I honestly, when I fight, I don't, I don't go in disliking the person. I mean, I always get made fun of because the better, the better friends I am with some of the guys that I fight, the better I fight, and the worse I beat them up. <laughs> it, it, literally, my wife she always she always says, "Go go make brownies with him, be friends." Yeah, that's pretty good, man. How is uh, <laughs> <laughs> how does the wife enjoy watching you fight? I mean, can she? Is it exciting for her? Or is it just nerve wracking watching her her guy in there? Um, depends if I'm listening to her or not. <laughs> she, I'm sure you, you you guys will be at the fights. You'll hear her very loud and clear. <laughs> and, and if I'm not doing what she's telling me to, she gets very frustrated and starts yelling really mean stuff. Then I could see so how she, that's motivation. She, what's that? I could see how that's motivation. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she gets she gets really into it when she's at the fight saying. She's watched me fight over fifty times. 
um, over the 10 years I've been doing it. And she, so she knows, she knows what I can do. She's seen what I'm able to do. And when I don't do it, she gets very unhappy. Like she gets very frustrated with me and like she, she could honestly be in my corner every fight. I was gonna say, so her voice will, will cut in above the crowd and your coaches as well. It would cut in over a NASCAR race. <laughs> uh, I think for a lot of people listening, maybe like that is one of the tough things. Like in all the chaos of the fight, like you got to be able to pick out the right voices. Because I mean, I sit up on the apron. Yeah. There's some people that yell terrible <laughs> advice to you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if she's anywhere near my corner, and she can hear them and what they're saying, but I'm not like I'm not picking that up. She'll yell it, and. It may not be right at that second, but I'll end up doing what she's yelling at me because she's yelling what my corner's yelling. Huh. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, with the heavyweight, the heavyweights back down down a cage for this is a title eliminator match. Uh, what's what's next for you? I mean, you got this fight, and then what are we looking for down the line from you? Uh, right now, that I I was mentioned in uh, in possibly a boxing match out in Coeur d'Alene. That's part of the team, but that's it's still kind of talk. All right, um, but I uh, I'm headed to Denver, Colorado, uh, in June for uh, head, a heavyweight tournament, the King of Sparta heavyweight tournament. Uh, three fights in one night. The first round is boxing, second round kickboxing, and then the third round MMA. And uh, the winner of that gets the the belt and extra ten grand. Dude, I gotta be honest with you. That sounds awesome. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm pumped. I <laughs> I just got I just got the uh, the the confirmation. I guess just a couple of days ago, and I got pretty excited. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool to see. All right, so what, uh, you're fighting Saturday, February 9th, Cage Sport 55. I gotta ask you prediction. What, what should we expect out of you? Uh, out of me, I'm. I'm, I got to come out and try and I got to try and stay out of his reach, out of, to where he can't get a hold of me. But I got to come out of guns blazing. I I, I want to I want to fight like I like I used to. Exciting, just go in there, let him fly, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, I can tell you is from the fan point of view, those are some of the best fights to to watch, especially with a couple big dudes in yeah. there just swinging. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Gerald Torgerson. All right. Thanks so much, man. Uh, good luck Saturday. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully you can represent the cast and uh, get a W for all of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, brother. Appreciate it. See everybody at Case Sport on Saturday. All right, brother. Have a good one. You too. All right. See you, dude. All right. All right. Look at that. We did a phone interview. Wow. Are we still on the phone? Nope. No. Nice. Matt hung up. Dude, that way are we still recording the cast? Yep. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. We didn't well, even I didn't well even then, boys, look at us. I was gonna ask him something about the weight cut, but I was like, do not ask him about weight cutting. And then I'm like, <laughs> he's going in thirty pounds heavier than the last time he fought this dude. Like, I bet he's not cutting too much weight. Yeah, he's the one guy who could be like, All right, man, what's your favorite post fight meal? <laughs> yeah, right. I will say guys like him I like too, is it's like it's a little bit scary to me to hear him kind of laughing, like, oh, I can't wait for that fight. Like, three different rounds, because it's yeah. like, oh, I would get demolished. But it, it, I also like that he's like a nice dude that's just like, no, that's what I do. Dude, it's just so crazy to me to have a fight scheduled. It's one thing to get into a fight that you weren't expecting, and you're like, okay, I guess we're fighting now. But it's such a different thing to just be sitting there at your house, like, on Saturday, I'm going to fight a six, five, you know, 260-pound man called Mankill. His last one. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I mean, even just imagine you get in a fight with like your girlfriend or something, right? Like, it's one thing to get in a fight with her, but now she sent you a text. And you know, when you get home at six thirty, you're gonna have this fight. So now all day you get to sit around worrying about it. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah, maybe some people just don't worry, but for me, like, I'll dwell on that and be like thinking of all these different conversations and whatever. Like, if it was a physical fight, I can't even imagine. Like, I always remember that you know, being in like uh, high school, or whatever, when people would schedule fights, and it's just like, oh man, this Friday it's oh, about man, to go down yeah. at the crash. Yeah, know? and yeah, it did. But that's just like the worst feeling in the pit of your stomach, like waiting for something, waiting for a confrontation. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I had my boxing match. Like, I did the show, the men's room, that day. And then I went outside, and my coach was there. And honestly, I started crying. 
And he's just like, yeah. what's up? I'm like, I-, I don't know. There is just a lot of emotions running through my body right now. Like, I know we've trained and everything, but it's like, yeah, we're less than a few hours away now. I got to go fight that dude at the Emerald Queen's uh, casino. Yeah, that's. Th- I think that's the right response. I mean, that's where I would be at. It's just like, it's just bizarre to schedule something like that. Imagine how a, a battle must have felt. Like oh. when, when you're talking like, you know, like swords and shields and stuff. Well, I mean, that's why, you you know, you look Heavy. at even even <laughs> battles that we have now. I mean, that's why people are getting amped up on what they're listening when they're growing in. Or, you know, I have a buddy. His father uh, was in Vietnam. And we were hanging out one night and he puts on this song. Like, we got to listen to this specific song. I'm like, OK, OK. And then he's like, this is what we used to listen to every day. We drove out into the field like you didn't know if you were coming back or this or that. I'm like, damn. Dude, that's so heavy. Yeah, right. In the like, moment, though, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you see like those like World War II documentaries and stuff too, and like everyone preparing for for D Day or for whatever battle. It's just like that's wild, man. Well, that's it's what wild sometimes to know it's coming. Yeah, I mean that's what sometimes too when you see fights in the wild. Like it's tough for people, right? Because it's like. All right, if I see some giant dude beating up somebody, like you want to jump in, but then your instinct kicks in too. Like, can I do anything? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Heavy. It is. Well, that's why people like watching other people fight because <laughs> your respect level for that person is just much higher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the consequences, especially like, you know, at least now there's medical attention and stuff. But previously, I mean, you're just going to be in a field. With a bunch of your neighbors and stuff, like charging at an opposing force, you're just like, "All right, what do they have?" Like, "Oh, it looks like they have swords." Like, "Damn, this things <laughs> look pretty sharp." Like, "Yeah, man." Like, "Dude, they got horses." It's like, "They have freaking horses." Like, "Yeah, like, dude, those things are huge." Like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, just think yeah. about really sitting there and squaring and sizing it up, and you're like, "Man, I don't know." Like, it looks like there's a lot of them. It's like, "Yeah, but what do we look like to them? Are there a lot of us?" And like, man, you kind of like glance. Sorry. You kind of glance around. It's like, man, I don't know. Like, it's just, you know, you could be going like 10,000 against 100,000. You don't really know if you're in there. And it's like, all right, well, are you ready to die for whatever we're, we're fighting for here? Like, yeah, I guess. Are you ready to have like a limb hacked off, whatever? Yeah. Heavy. And Heavy. It's, it's different than like other sports as well, too. It's like, you know, like I get for football players, you got to get real fired up, too. But at the end of the day, like that other team might be massive. You can try to scheme against it. Right. Like, look at the academies. You can run a, you know, triple option backfield or whatever. But like, right, that's football. But like when you're going into a fight with somebody, it's like, yeah, you, there's there's no scheming. You know, I mean, that's why Brazilian Jiu Jitsu got so popular because that's one way people could use the the size of somebody against them. Yeah. Same with like uh, judokas. Yeah. The other thing is uh, amphetamines. You know, oh, yeah. As far as like the U.S. military, most militaries now, but. Uh, you know, in the early days, the U.S. military, it's crazy what your side being more aggressive will do. I mean, I've seen it just playing paintball. It, you know, if your side is just constantly pushing forward, like if people on your team are shooting, like someone is always moving forward. It's amazing how much ground you can take and how quickly you can sort of corner forces or the opposite, you know, when you're on the receiving end of that. And so, yeah, with the, the U.S. military, they were taking amphetamines. So like one, your fear goes down, you know, your dopamine is up, your serotonin is up and like your like drive and, you know, your um, what's it called? You're thinking of like how how likely your chances of success are. And it really helps, helps a ton, you know? Yeah, it's I like, could, yeah, I could see that. Like <laughs> StarCraft, they have the little stim packs. You know, you can like just hit your Marines with like a, an injection right before they go into battle and they just rage. What? Yeah, stim packs, man. You ever seen like the, there's some tribe in Africa that's like the same thing. Like they've never, like they would like just beat the crap out of everybody. And even as like technology got ahead and some other people had guns and stuff, these guys kept winning and they figured out it was the same thing. They like found some natural amphetamines and like basically would get like all hopped up on this stuff. And then just to destroy other tribes. Yeah, they just go raging. And the thing about amphetamines that a lot of people don't know and why some people use them for sports is they act on your body in a couple different ways. But one of the key pieces is that they can help block the signals from your muscles to your brain that you're tired. So you see them a lot of times with endurance athletes. And uh, like I've seen people collapse when they've gotten out of the pool, for instance, and you know, it turns out they were on amphetamines, so they pushed their body further than their body you know, had the oxygen to go, it pushed it further than the gas tank. And so, you know, with stuff like that, I mean, those guys just get so tunnel vision and just like, you know, ramped up. I don't know what the right word is, you know, but they're just, they're full, like, it's like a miniature little roid rage, you know, they just, they see red 
And honestly, that seems like the advantageous state to be in if you're going to go head to head with somebody in a bloody clash. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like <laughs> I mean, I'm with know. you. Right? Like like they're literally playing for life and death. I know it's crazy to think about like who you would elect as your leader and like just how how much heavier every decision is. You know, like you hear a decision come down, and you're like, oh, we're not doing that. Like no way. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I know what he's saying, but we got to go do it. Uh huh. Yeah. That's the well. That's the other thing too. Is there's philosophy, and then there's life, right? So there's life inside the general's tent, moving pieces around on a board, and then there's like being out there and looking at the Vikings, and you're like, man, I, I don't know that we can just pierce through the line. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then little like whatever maneuver you learned in military academy, like I, I, I'm just not seeing it. <laughs> and you can totally see how that um, what's it called? That tension between like um, you know, the sort of like. Um, yeah, the guys who are out there, um, you're going to have to believe me again, but in the shit, you know, the, the guys who are getting their hands dirty, the tension between them and the generals could immediately, you know, in something like Vietnam, for instance, where, you know, the U.S. brought over a bunch of tanks. Like, I've been to Vietnam, and the jungle is so thick that to even consider driving a, anything through that is insane. I mean, it's just a, it's a wall mm. of vegetation, yeah. an impenetrable wall of vegetation. So stuff like that, you're just like, look, man, like I know you sent us a bunch of tanks and you think we should take whatever territory, but like you just do not understand what we're dealing with here. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, that's always, uh, what was the one, the Pacific Theater, like that show that Tom Hanks did on HBO? Was it, I think it was just called The Pacific. But like I, I remember- talking about the corollary to Band of Brothers? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. And it's like those dudes that are all in the Pacific theater. I think it was, the but it, it starts with like one of the guys being like, he calls in all the non-commissioned officers. So people that have uh, enlisted and then have raised to their rank as opposed to like going to like a West Point Academy right. and then getting commissioned. And he was like, you're going to count on the non-commissioned officers. Blah, blah. So just funny. Like I'm not a military person, but right. You, you hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, those guys are out there in the field doing it. Yeah, yeah. man. It just seems like it would be just so vastly different. Oh, that's the map that's is my not, view on it. That is not, not anything against commissioned officers. I have never been in any of his service. <laughs> a quote that I think sums up what we're trying to say is the map is not the territory. Hmm. All right. Maybe the map's emails. <laughs> <You're everything else. laughs> um, well, it'd be helpful if I had them up, but I do not. So give me a second. No worries. Uh, just mentioned again, those fights, uh, cage sport MMA. That's uh, this Saturday, the ninth down at Emerald Queen Casino. Get down there. But I like both those heavyweights, so that fight will be awesome, man. It'll be, uh, and like Jared said, he's going he's gonna to walk in there, walk straight forward, and uh, throw some punches. So should be should be a good fight, man. Actually, every time I've seen him fight, it's been a good one. Well, and like Matt was saying, uh, we're coming up on Podcast 250. Podcast 250. <clears throat> Which is pretty cool. Uh, happy birthday, Cobb. Mikey Dubs. Thanks, dude. Actually, thank you to everybody who – there was a, an absurd amount of birthday emails. I forgot we talked about oh, really? last cast. <laughs> and I kept getting them. I was like, damn, what? Oh, yeah, we talked about it. So thank you, everybody. That seriously was really cool. Um, it's nice just getting blown up on your birthday by people who love you. So thanks. I appreciated that. Hey, boys, hearing Matt's story about playing the Blink-182 song on the bass to oh. the girl that he was trying to impress is freaking hilarious. God damn it. Did you hit her up or no? Huh? No, I went to hit her up after the first time I told that story, and we were friends on Facebook at one point because I added her. I don't know why, but I decided to do that when I got Facebook. And then when I went to message her, like, hey, I told that story. It was funny. Ha ha. She, we weren't friends anymore. She had unfriended you did not me. Persist. She had unfriended yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure if you had persisted through, no, the, through not, the gram not or past something. That, I think you, no. Yeah, I think you made the right yeah, call. Yeah, I left that one alone. <laughs> I liked when Matt was uh, still a single dude. We were going, actually, you're going to speak of fighters. We were going to Drew Brokenshire, like, was having like a get together a couple summers ago. And we're going down, maybe like three years ago. But we're driving down there, and he's like, Hey, this girl that I reached out to on some dating app, like, says she knows you. And I was like, uh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, She said you hit on her. And I was like, Listen, man, if we're both single, I think we're going to run into like, like, I don't think we're going to cross streams of like girls I've been with, but girls that I've hit on, we're going to cross streams. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we're just out there, you know, just throwing footballs. So right. Like, like oh, you're hot in 25 and we're at an event. Yeah, I probably did hit on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's funny. I forgot about that. It reminded me of a time in high school where I asked this beautiful girl out on a date. Her name was Taryn Daly. Go Spartans. <laughs> Taryn and I went out on a nice dinner date in high school. This is juicy. I picked her up at her parents' house, met her mom and dad, and we went out, and I had her back before midnight. In my mind, I nailed the date. The next day, I thought, man, 
I'm going to really go big and have some flowers sent to her with a note saying, thank you for the nice time out. I thought for sure this would impress her and get another date. Needless to say, I never really heard back from her or went on a date again. It was a defining moment in my life where I thought my game needs to get better. Love hearing you guys chat about my hometown of Stanwood and think it's awesome that Taryn's on the radio. Cheers, Lucas. Damn, dude, I love that. I was love literally that. looking right at her during that whole story. She has no idea that story's being read. She's just on her phone. I love the honesty. So It'd be really fun to hear the other side. Right? I mean, do we bring her in? I would love to. Dude, yes. She's walking into a bear trap right here. She doesn't even oh know. Oh, my God. Which, which mic does she want? All of them both ready. Should I read this it or do you want to just ask her about it? Yeah. Cut. Taryn, you got a sec? I do. We have an email about you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh so what was the topic? God. Basically, oh Matt's, Matt's embarrassing story about this girl um, uh, that he was trying to impress was freaking hilarious. It reminded me of a time in high school where I asked this beautiful girl out on a date. Her name was Taryn Bailey. <laughs> Go Spartans. Go Spartans, Taryn yes. and I went out on a nice dinner date in high school. I picked her up at her parents' house, met her mom and dad, and we went out. And I had her back before, mid- before midnight. In my mind, I nailed the date. The next day, I thought, man, I'm going to really go big and have some flowers sent to her with a note saying, thank you for a nice time out. I thought for sure this would impress her and get me another date. Needless to say, I never really heard back from her or went on a date again. It was a defining moment in my life where I thought my, na- my game needs to get better. Love hearing you guys chat about my hometown of Stanwood and think it's awesome that Taryn's on the radio. Oh, my God. I don't even, who, I want to know who that is. Am I allowed to know? We already said it. Yeah. Cheers. Lucas. Oh, Lucas. I know Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> so Lucas was a year ahead of me and he and I, well, we're still really good friends. All right. Tell us about the date. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's the date that I'm remembering, I think it was when... We went down to a Thunderbirds game and when they were still playing at the Key Arena. We, I think we did dinner and then we did the Thunderbirds game. And here, here's the only difference. I was still kind of a goody-goody at that time. And I think he wanted to go to a party or something afterwards. So I think I made him take me home. Because I, was I like, don't believe this. I, I swear to God, oh, that, that's my what recollection. What those stories about you <laughs> roaming the beach at night to find parties? Okay, that was like the end of my senior year. All right. But I was pretty good. Like, I only had a couple times where I got a little wild, like, my junior year and senior year. I was pretty well behaved. But because I was, like, a cheer, I was a cheerleader and I didn't want to get caught at parties. Because one time, listen to this BS. One time I went to a party as a designated driver. I was going to drive my best friend. And I had a, like, a, a kind of like a shorter top on. And it was pulled up in the back, you know, showing off a little, yeah. a little, a little lower back. And someone took a picture of me from behind because they could see my tattoo and turned it into the like the athletic department to like try to get me in trouble. Yeah, right? Like savage. Come on, man. So like that was the thing is like even if you were a designated driver, absolutely. Even if you were a designated driver, like you're still not allowed to be at parties if you're, you know, under WIAA, you know, regulations or whatever. So I was pretty good about not being out and not being like seen at stuff like that. So if, if it's, if it's, I was a junior, he was a senior. So I was really, I was in my like prime of goody goody time at that point. Like I, I didn't really start to let things slip until my senior year. So having a thing for older men is not new. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I dated like in well, you know, like middle school dating where you're like you hold hands before class and stuff, mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah. and you write notes. Um, I dated a lot of younger guys in middle school, but then high school it was it was a lot of older dudes. I had exactly zero girlfriends in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks oh for opening up that wound, though. You know, it's pretty funny because I think, like, in middle school, though, I think I counted guys I, like, dated for two days as boyfriends. Yeah, I saw people hold hands. Oh, yeah, for two days. And then the guy would break her heart, and it would be, they would be so sad. My brother's calling me. I got to decline that. Sorry, Nolan. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's my recollection of that party. So, and honestly, I've talked about that date because it was so fun. It was an awesome date, but I think he wanted sure to go party makes, afterwards. Sure, that makes the, him feel better do you remember after you f- crushed his heart. <laughs> Do you remember the flowers? Lucas, it was a great date, just not worthy of a second. <laughs> no, I think it was just because I, I was a little bit uh, nervous about, about partying or being, being not, even, not even having to party, but just being at parties, you know, because there were some girls that were kind of mean to me. And, you <laughs> we know, just had an email about trouble. you, so it was like, all right, we could ask her. She's right there. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, also, Lucas, super good dude. I'm pretty sure got married last summer and now is a new father. Oh, there you yeah. go. Congra- this, these are the things we Not get to keep Lucas. up with each other on uh, on on the, on the book gram, of faces? on the book oh. of faces, and the gram. 
Nice. Yeah, thanks for including me in the cast today, you guys. Yeah. Sometimes I hear you laughing and I feel really left out over there. So it's I'm about glad I got you. to know. It's about, <laughs> you. about you. It's about you. We're we're blatantly talking about you. <laughs> All right, well have a good rest of your uh, of your cast tonight. All right. Enjoy yes, your sir. conference call. Oh I am. It's at eight. We bumped it back to eight o'clock. <laughs> Gentlemen, apologies in advance for the length. After catching up on the New Year's episodes, I have a controversial hi- <clears throat> a controversial hypothesis I believe will resolve the pancake waffle debate once and for all. All right, all right. Most people don't actually like either. They just think they do. Allow me to explain. Ask yourself, would you truly enjoy eating a plain pancake or waffle without any butter, syrup, whipped cream, etc.? If the answer is no, you don't actually like pancakes or waffles. You actually like butter, syrup, or whichever condiments you prefer. The pancake waffle is the batter alone. Its service, uh, it serves as a vessel transporting delicious toppings and fillings. It doesn't make those toppings fillings part of the batter. Transportation isn't integration. Therefore, assuming most people wouldn't enjoy uh, eating utterly plain pancakes or waffles, because why would you? The debate over which of the two people uh, prefer is pointless. Now, you want to talk about best toppings? That's a whole new ball game. I vote chunky applesauce. Also, about my lady friend, my lady friend, a tub of Smith family popcorn, caramel cheddar for Christmas. Nice. I was initially a bit put off by the price for the volume, but then I ate it. Sweet, fancy Moses. Easily the best popcorn I've ever had. The cheese powder is still somehow creamy. I highly recommend anyone contemplating trying something to pull that trigger ASAP. You will not regret it. As always, LARP on and C-Town, what? Carson the lawyer. <laughs> Damn, Carson! I'm glad you bought some. I'm actually wearing the uh, Smith Family popcorn hoodie today. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, Carson. I will tell you, I don't mind just the plain waffle. You're broad dogging waffles? Wow. I mean, not generally, but I'm just saying I've eaten like a waffle before, and then like Germany, they have like those stoop waffles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, I feel Amsterdam like, too. Yeah, like waffles show up sometimes, but you never just eat a plain pancake. Plain mm-hmm. pancake. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I would say, I, I would break down the whole argument a little differently. I mean, you know, according to his email signature, he's a lawyer. And it's funny that he emailed, because I was actually thinking about him like two weeks ago. I was like, man, I feel like we haven't gotten an email from Carson in a while. Um, but the thing is, you know, we, like eating a plain hot dog is the same thing. I mean, f- foods are all about ratios in my mind. You wouldn't eat ketchup by itself. You wouldn't eat mustard by itself. But- and you probably you likely would not raw dog a hot dog, maybe, but you know, to each his own. And obviously, it's 2019. So, but those three things in combination, you know, make for the whole. So I think the whole is greater than some of its parts. I don't buy the argument of if you wouldn't eat it dry, then it's not good either way. Well, I mean, I think the all of our arguing about waffles or pancakes was under the assumption that we're equal toppings on either. But neither is a plain option. Like we're, if we're talking straight butter or syrup, like waffle, all the all the combinations, I'm on team waffle, regardless of top. I probably am too, but I don't think that that really uh, belies. Be What's the right word? Uh, I don't think that like uh, undercuts the argument. The, all right. <laughs> What's the word? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I see what he's trying to say, but yeah, I, don't I get what I'm he's saying. Board. But I'm also like, ah, I really just prefer if I had to eat one dry, I'd eat the. Waffle. I'd still go waffle. Yeah, yeah. I, I, dry, I would too. But I wouldn't. I, I don't know that I would. I would. I honestly I might not eat anything. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go hungry today. <laughs> How about that, Carson? Suck on that. <laughs> Plus, also, I gotta admit, if I'm at a tailgate or it's the summertime and somebody's grilling a bunch of hot dogs, like sometimes that one, like July Fourth, that's a day you'll eat just a hot dog. No, I'm talking about in bun, bun, dry. Oh, you're right. That does change it. I would eat one just by itself if I'm holding it, but you're right. I wouldn't put it in a bun dry. No. And you wouldn't just take a spoonful of ketchup. No. Like it's something to do, you know? I ate a few packets worth of ketchup by themselves as a child. (laughs) Well, sure, children. But children will just squirt. I ate fucking glue, too, so. (laughs) (laughs) Kids will eat anything, man. (laughs) Right? Uh, uh, Good on emails? Uh, you got another one. Yeah, well, we, we probably have a couple more. I just, uh, I was trying to go fast. Um, yeah. Do not, <laughs> in giant, do not read on air. Copy that. All right, um, all right. Damn, sounds uh, juicy. Looks like this is, um, nope, we covered this one. Yep, we covered this one last time from uh, from Justin. Uh, right. We're good. Oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. One more. boys. <laughs> I heard on the greatest podcast in all the land that it was Cobb's birthday. 
Happy fucking birthday, buddy. I wish you all the best 2019 you could possibly have. Sincerely, Neil Fielder. Thank you, Neil. Appreciate oh, what's that. up, Neil? We haven't, yeah. we haven't heard from Neil in a while. Neil the beer guy. Yeah. I almost forget that he was a beer guy. Oh, that's right. He's not anymore. No. And he's been over, uh, what's he lives over by, like, uh, Wenatchee, right? Leavenworth, I think. Yeah. Voice. Voice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Matt's going to have to edit all that I know. Out. We're getting close to the over-under now. Uh, all right, you want to check in with Matt? Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt means. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt means. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt. Action-packed weekend. Action-packed. Speaking of Leavenworth, made an appearance out there on Saturday. We're going non-chronological here. Not full Tarantino, but out of order. Because we're talking about Leavenworth. I went there Saturday after going snowshoing up at Blewett's Pass. It was my first time going snowshoeing. It was awesome. Um, and at the top of that, you got to you got a like view of the enchantments, which is just an awesome piece of mountains to be looking at um, from any angle. And it was a gorgeous, clear, sunny day. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, the trail was like pretty packed. I felt like I didn't know if I need. I kept thinking I don't need snowshoes, and then you just see these like giant holes from idiots not in snowshoes, and it was like okay. But it's kind of fun to like go off to the right of the path sometimes, where there was like un fresh pow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unstomped snow fresh and pow pow. Just be an idiot about it. So, uh, have you been snowshoeing, Cobb? Dude, you know what's funny? I got invited to go snowshoeing last weekend, and I was like, I've never been sh- snowshoeing before. And the person on the phone was like. What? You've never been snowshoeing and made this whole thing about it. But yeah, I've never been. Yeah, my first time. It was awesome. That was a great trail my girlfriend found. And it was, yeah, great day for it. Like I said, totally sunny. And not everyone has snowshoes. So it's not as crowded as hiking, which is pretty awesome because sometimes you go on hikes, there's a lot of people, especially when weekends are the only time you can go hiking, like with my schedule. So uh, yeah, it was great. And. <laughs> Then, I've just accepted hikes are crowded because I hike on Saturdays if I go. Right, exactly. <clears throat> so just kind of like, all right. Um, yeah, so it was it was really cool, though. Uh, and then, yeah, so, you know, we were there, and it's like you're at Blewett's Pass. You might as and we had to go drop my dad's car back off in Issaquah because they had, like, all-wheel drive, so figured that. But the passes were totally clear. The whole road, there wasn't, like, any snow or anything um to be concerned about is awesome and then uh but it was like well, we got to go back to Issaquah might as well just loop around and stop in Leavenworth and Munchen House line was like crazy so oh, we yeah. went to a different place <laughs> had Bavarian something in the title um I had a burger that was like lamb and brisket or something like that like pretty good all right pretty good combo and salad and felt great had an awesome meal and then drove back um so that was saturday um friday night we went to laughs and saw andrew rivers who's been here a while ago and he crushed it he was really funny and the openers were all really funny so that was just a fun fun night brody stevens is going to be there in march nice on the bathroom which i was excited about because yeah, I just loved enjoy it because you guys were in the first episode. <laughs> it's like Brody Stevens little... is insane. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's I've never seen him live, but I'm excited to to check that out because <laughs> it seems like quite a spectacle. Um, so yeah, um, Andrew Rivers was great, and then um, Sunday we went over to the Ted Smith's house for an awesome Super Bowl party. Uh, the wings were on point. Thank so you. So delicious. The yeah. Wing King continues his The Wing reign. King was doing his thing. Uh, the little uh, pigs in a brank blanket with the cheese were delicious. Those were a hit. I love those. I wish I got the whole plate. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Uh, somebody that had not been to my house before was like, I should bring a dip. And their friend wisely said, don't bring a dip. Ted always makes dips. And then I was like, yeah, I'm trying not to go crazy today, so I didn't make any dips. My bad. <laughs> We ended up dipless. We did end up dipless. Well, we had a lot of yogurt-based ranch for the wings and veggies. Yeah. It's true. No ketchup. It was a different little turn. Like, there was still plenty of stuff. You don't have ketchup in your fridge? I did not. He claims to, though, in person. Man, he came through with the hot sauce. <laughs> I f***ed up and didn't even bring hot sauce, like any of the stuff for hot sauce, including actual Frank's hot sauce. 
and you know, it's just adding butter and garlic. I don't mind if people know that that makes it way oh, better. Oh yeah, well, and um, you can just tell which condiments I actually use the most in my house. Like, yeah, there's plenty of yogurt ranch and plenty of hot sauce. I thought I had ketchup, I did not. Dude, honestly, I ketchup's my favorite condiment. I rarely keep it in my house just because it's so bad for you. Yeah, so I feel that. Um, this was a great party, and then great time. The uh, the snow bet was hilarious. Like, we're smoking <laughs> a spliff before the game. Uh, and Ted's just like, it's going to snow later. And we're like, no, I don't know. And yeah, I, you put my girlfriend in, in like on the spot and was like, Hey, do you want to bet? Like she, you talked her down. She talks you down to a dollar from 20. Yeah, it started at 20 and, and she you, was like, no chance. But that's fine because like it was not even three o'clock and a lot can change between three and seven living in Seattle. So like, yeah, I, I wouldn't put there- 20 bucks on a weather bet <laughs> when there's four hours and it's like this time of year. So then, but yeah, you, you put 7 p.m. on the thing, and the game started at 3, and Cobb came over before the game started and was like, yeah, it was snowing when we walked over. Yeah, it was snowing the whole day. Like not even, it was like a half hour after you made that bet. Yeah. It started snowing, which was crazy. So, yeah, it was just a, a lot of fun. I didn't even pay any attention to the game or the commercials. Yeah, either did I. And it wasn't a very exciting game, so I felt better about Sound missing. Like I didn't miss out. Well, was it Andrew Whitworth's quote afterwards? I loved it. He's like, "Well, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, we're all going to die anyways." <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. I played it today on TV time. <laughs> um, but he also made a point about like working hard and you know just yeah. But it was I just loved that quote. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a tough loss. Yeah. Post loss. Uh. All right. Well, it's about that time. <laughs> Cob topic. topic. All right, so my head's still like weirdly a little bit on the whole uh, fighting Vikings thing. All right, all right. Um, which actually kind of works with um, what, what the cop topic is. So I don't know if you guys saw in the news, but um, obviously we don't have our, our boy uh, Phil the Coog on. Oh, yeah. There was a man attacked by a cougar in Colorado, a runner. Um, it tried to chase him down from behind. He fought back and ended up killing the cougar with his bare hands. You guys aware of this? What? I saw it, yep. Yeah, he suffocated it, which I'm pretty sure means he choked it out, but I'm not 100%. So um, pretty badass, pretty cool move. Um, sad for the cougar, obviously, RIP. But it got me thinking, like, what what level could I take it to? Like, what do I think I could survive? And realistically, what do I think I could primal kill AKA like me one on one with an animal. Like, what's the biggest or baddest animal where I come out victorious? And so that's a that's a cop topic this week. Um, what's the biggest or most vicious animal you could kill with your bare hands? Bare hands, no <laughs> so lessons. It's, it's not enough to get away. I've got to kill the the animal. Yeah, email us email at thepodcast dot com. Literally the word email at thepodcast dot com. Let us know what kind of animal you think you could take down for real. Like, really think about it and play out the scenarios in your head. You know what I mean? Because, like, it could be anything from a frog all the way up. And, you know, that's a tough Be one. serious about it. Like, I don't know. Because, like, the cougar thing happened is that guy was actually, like, on adrenaline. And it was a young cougar. 90, yeah. 80, 90 pounds. I'm, I'm I mean, just I, thinking about, like, things that I already eat that I would think to, like, can chickens fly in the wild? Can chickens fly in the wild? I no, honest, chickens don't fly. Chickens don't fly, period. I, I also didn't think they did, but, you know, it's big poultry, so who uh, knows? I could Exactly. I could definitely take down a chicken. Catching a chicken's tough, though. Remember, yeah. Rocky could barely do it. Yeah, and apparently when you kill them, people just snap their neck. It's the way you're supposed to do it. Just Yeah. Yeah, um, we did that to a turkey you one do time it like, Have you done it? Nope. You just Terry showed rip. me how to do it, so I always do <laughs> it, and then trick. somebody else. Oh, I kind of always assumed, honestly, that it was almost like an axe, like, you know what I mean? Like going a, a forward over your head striking motion and then like pulled back. I don't think end. it would be the most humane kill, but I was just like, that's, I could take that because you said frog and I'm like, no, I could do bigger than a frog. I feel like, like I'm trying so to think. Chicken is the most badass animal you can kill I'm not, with a bare hand. I'm no. talking about, it's a death match, man. You said think it all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know if I could take a cougar. I feel like I could take a sheep. sheep. I could choke out a sheep. Dude. Get your thumbs like right in there on the carotid arteries. Just boom. Okay. What about a big goat? Goat is, that's right about the line, man. Those things are pretty that's, real. That thing's going to yeah. be fighting hard. 
That's what I was just thinking goat. about. That's the issue too, right? We like, dealt with one one yeah. time. Yeah, like the goat because he's fighting too. But you can kind of you can kind of spin a goat down, to, like in the same way they do with the small calves in the rodeo. Yeah, you've got like, the you've those got a, horns you, to grab onto. Yeah, crank on that neck. Put your Man, knee on its neck. Hulk Actually, Taren I can take a goat this. down. I don't feel confident about the goat, but I would say eighty percent shot. It's not killing me. I'll tell you that. I don't know, man. That's a tough question. I'm like, we'll start small, dude. You got goldfish, just boom. But don't don't bring up chickens. I mean, that's, I don't know. I feel like a, a duck. Definitely one of those big ass swans. I, mean, I feel geese? like a decent sized dog. If it was really the dogs like attacking me, I feel like I could do it. Yeah, yeah. Right, because at that point, it's again the adrenaline's pumping. It's like that dog's gonna attack me. It's small dogs I'd take out for sure. Yeah, like sometimes dogs get a little rowdy, and like you can kind of see that they're going pretty close to what they're able to do, and you're like, I'm going to like 30% here, and I'm not hurting you because I'm a humane person. Like, yeah. If it, if it really felt like a dog was going for a kill, I feel pretty confident about most of those. What about a German Shepherd? I said most. <laughs> because it seems of those. big. They're real, man. Yeah, like German Shepherds, Pit Bulls, like those are big dogs. Uh-huh. Thinking more like a, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I did. It's not the question I. Think I you take know. down a deer, small deer. I mean, again, I think I could, but I don't know because he's gonna. If, what if it's a male deer and he's got antlers and he's swinging them around? Yeah, I don't think I could take down a male deer with my hands. I, I maybe. Mean, I mean, if you're, if you, the thing is, it's trying to kill you too. Maybe, but I don't like my odds. Fifty-fifty shot on right. a buck. There's a lot of small buck, big buck. No way. There's a lot of things that are like fun to think about, but I I don't my confidence like. Uh, yeah, you got to give yourself some credit though on the like you're about to die getting stomped. But out that by guy didn't spine. know he could do that either till he did it. Yeah, that's true. You Maybe know I mean? can so take that's a bear. Saying, that's why it's kind of a tough question. Like now I'm thinking I could take a bear. Yeah, with adrenaline. Right. right. If there's adrenaline, I guess I could take a small bear. I can't prove me wrong. Yeah. No. I mean, look, dude, I, a really small bear. Maybe. But, no, yeah, well, the born. thing, not too small because then the mom's going to come. And then I don't know how I feel about, like, an angry bear mom. Well, now we're talking about well, ex- externalities. I mean, you're in some sort of a pen in this, or a, you know, Oh, with just the cage. one? Oh, I could take a baby bear. <laughs> you take a monkey? All right. Let's just stop this conversation. <laughs> I knew this was worse than the head. I'm like, this is a bad conversation. <laughs> well, no, it was a baby cougar. Like, all right, now we're just talking about killing baby animals. Zebras like, kick hard, man. Uh, uh, if you want to watch... Two, two people fight that's fair and has rules. I would recommend Cage Ford MMA uh, this weekend, February 9th, down at the Emerald Queen Casino. Go check out our buddy uh, Jared Torgerson fighting there against Anthony Hamilton. And I know Anthony Hamilton as well. He's a very nice dude. So that you can go cheer for both of them. One of them is going to have to lose, but both those guys are good fighters. That was a pro transition. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I'll just leave it at that. I will tell you this, uh, you know what? I don't say anything on that. Just, you know, spend time with people you like, man. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, let's see. So there's 248. We'll come up with something to do for 250. That is a lie. We probably won't. But, you know, this summer I'll come up with something, but not in two weeks. For MCTP, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.